Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today I want to talk with you about this idea of taking the next step. Are you trying to do something big or perhaps even small in your personal or professional life and worries and fears and anxieties just keep propping up and telling you, no, 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 that's not a good idea. Maybe we'll do it later. Maybe we'll do it next year. Next year turns into next decade. And the next thing you know, you never accomplish it. No, we're not doing that. Today, we're going to talk about taking the next step, whatever that looks like, making the decision to make the decision. If you want to make the right choices and you're tired of fear getting in your way, listen to today's episode. We got some really good tips that are going to help you pivot into the person that you know you are meant to be. And you're going to get all of this coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are dialed in with me. I'm doing a little dance right now. I'm so fired up. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it a lickety split. And for my homies who have been dialed in and have hit the follow subscribe button, like that's awesome. Make sure you share this podcast with someone else. That way they can also benefit. Be sure to also write a review wherever you're listening. That way, it signals other people, hey, this is something I could benefit from. And you'll nod your head and they'll nod their head in agreement. Well, maybe like not face to face, but, you know, electronically, that energy is being transmitted from them to you and vice versa. Anywho, just do that. It helps all of us. All right. Also, be sure to check out anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee. There you'll be able to send me a voicemail message. Make sure you include in the beginning or then the message whether or not I have permission to air your message. And make sure you include your name and your hometown. Always pumped up and excited to hear voices like yourself. And lastly, check out info.denisegelee.com slash connect. There you'll be able to get on my free weekly mailing list. I drop it Monday mornings where I motivate and encourage and inspire you to be the best version of yourself, as well as some helpful resources that may be a benefit to you. Also, check out Energy. That's my share cast where I kind of drop in and just share things impromptu that's on my mind. Also, you'll be able to learn more about my story, like why my life coach specializing in traumas and addictions for entrepreneurs. Great story. You'll check that only via my website. And then also I have all sorts of goodies. So anyway, there's just lots of information. Keep you flooded with tons of things to learn about or to do. Also courses and all that fun stuff. Okay, so let's talk about taking the next step. And everything that we're going to be talking about can be found really more in detail in my course, Amazing Attitude, or working with me one-on-one. But either way, I'm going to drop the links for you to inquire working with me or Amazing Attitude in the show notes below. So I gotcha, gotcha there, all right? Why in the world is it hard for us to take the next step? And I remember never really quite understood why it was just so difficult to make decisions. And I, I remember I was thinking about uh, a friend was telling me that she, she whenever she went out to, to eat with um, her, her spouse, her husband was so waffling back and forth about the dinner choices that sometimes even after he told the waiter what he wanted, he would change his mind and just go back and forth. And why do we do that? Why do we waffle? 
I mean, even on the little things, and then obviously the big things, we make a decision that we're going to study one thing and then halfway through we say, oh gosh, I don't want to do it. Or maybe you're like one course away from graduating or one payment away from doing some type of investment. And then suddenly you drop the ball or you change your mind. Like, why do we do this? And I want to let you know that as human beings, we are wired negatively. And let me explain when I say we are wired negatively. Back in those cavemen, prehistoric era where we were running away from saber-toothed tigers and all sorts of calamities. And when we were in our hunter-gatherer time frame, there was a lot of crap going on. There was no penicillin. There was no... indoor plumbing and electricity and all all we were just completely exposed to elements and as such any site of danger any site that could give us pause or concern our first instinctual reaction is either to fight meaning get back and and rev up and do something where we defend ourselves we flight we run away which a lot of people do we run away we freeze and we do nothing we're just all at loss for words we just can't even think about we can't process it we flop meaning we just we're so overwhelmed it's almost like we pass out or we fawn we try to placate or try to amuse people with comedy or sarcasm where when we're we're pretending we're agreeing, but in the reality we're not. We're just trying to tame the beast so that he could get off our butt. Does it make sense to you about this idea that our bodies literally have been fine tuned from centuries and centuries and centuries, been passed through the genes from our it's in our lineage to be able to have a defensive reaction instinctively to things that are unknown, things that frighten us things that could change our normal, okay? And as a result of that, if we never learn to train ourselves out of that feeling, we will be perpetually stuck. Think about the expression called arrested development. Literally, the development in our brains stopped to the amount of our ability to understand and overcome our challenges. But this, to make matters worse, I'm like, how can we make matters worse? We already talked about the biological. Let's talk about the social aspect of why it's so darn hard for us to make changes, make pivots. The first three years of our lives, and I also include to some extent when we were in utero, meaning when we were in our mother's womb prior to giving birth, we are hearing things. We are hearing lots of things. And if we don't have the ability to understand it or even able to process it or it's explained to us, we de- we automatically default to fear. And what makes matters worse is, remember when we were learning how to navigate in the early years of our lives where we were learning just the simple things such as how to use a bathroom or where we can navigate around our house or what not to touch or what to touch. And you might have heard your mother, your father, or maybe all members of your family saying, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Go to go here. Don't go here. 
go here. Don't touch that. And imagine if you grew up in a family, an environment where all you heard was no, 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 no. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Do that. And you're never really allowed in that environment to think for yourself and make analytical decisions for yourself about, okay, I know they're saying no, but why are they saying no? And what does it matter if I do this or not? And so I, there's a lot of cultures, not necessarily American, but I guess it depends on what kind of substrata within American culture you are. But most, most Western audiences don't kind of subscribe to this idea that the mother's rule, in some cases, the father's rule is law in the house. And to go against that is literally to go against the the nucleus of the family, the core of the family. You're, you're almost as if you're breaking a cardinal law. You're making some type of irredeemable infraction against the titular head of your household, be it your mother or your father. And for someone who's kind of growing up in a Western culture, you're like, what do you mean you have to respect what your mom is, mom says or does? Or what do you mean I have to respect you respect what your dad says. Why well, we just kind of do what we want. In some cultures, that's completely inappropriate and taboo. I mean, I think about even in my own family background, I I was more of in a matriarchy family where my mother ruled the house with an iron fist and everyone kind of just circled around her. And there was so much unspoken rules about what you weren't supposed to do so she stayed happy and always trying to fawn your way to get approval and as a result you're so fear-based because you don't you're on pins and needles about what you could say to offend her then you're making no decisions for yourself because you're constantly feeling so stressed and anxious trying to avoid the pain you never seek any pleasure for yourself same thing goes for for people who are growing up in a patriarchal situation. This is not a situation of me saying the matriarchal or the patriarchal family system are good or bad. That's not the point of the conversation. I'm not trying to delve into another issue. I'm trying to say that you might have culturally grown up in a situation where there's so many rule-based, dictatorial, authoritarian messages. You never allowed yourself to explore because the main message was, be in fear and do what I, as I say. And I, I often talk with adults, clients that they're 50s and they're six years old and they're still in fear of their mother or their father. And that's some sad stuff. But I know that we can retrain ourselves to have a new way of living, a new life script. And I'm going to also drop a link to life script because for a lot of us, we have these messages where we don't think we are constantly run on emotions or we don't feel we close ourselves off and we're cold and we're standoffish or we don't trust where we also don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable and intimate with people, even if we want to. So I'm going to leave a link for you to discover for yourself, am I living a life script? That's helpful for me. Just something that I want to just drop that, okay? Now, let's go talk about taking that next step. I talked about 
how biologically we were wired to be fear-based. And then we talked about the culture. And by no means, this is the entire conversation about the hardwiring genetically as well as culturally, socially. But this just kind of gives you a base and understanding that it is natural to think negatively if you were biologically and then later culturally imprinted to be fearful. It's normal and natural. But here's the thing, and I just want to just, if there's any main point that I just want to just really hammer home for you, is this idea that if you're going to wait for your feelings to make you feel less fearful, it ain't going to happen. Because me talking with you for 15 minutes is not going to undo 20 plus years of programming that caused you to go autopilot being fearful. And as a result of us being fearful constantly, it creates self-fulfilling prophecies where you're thinking negatively, you're transmuting out negative energy, you're going to attract people in situations that will confirm the negativity, and then you will literally confirm what you thought into within yourself well this sucks and people sucks and i'm not going to make it you see i already see the situation fell apart well if you were thinking and radiating that energy it was going to happen anyway this is going to be a moment where you're going to have to ask yourself as you're listening is denise right or is denise full of crap and if denise is full of crap just stop this recording right now stop listening to this podcast and go about your business But if you are someone that is ready to make that change, continue listening. But I'm not going to try to convince you to change yourself just because I'm saying it. You're going to have to want to overcome the cynicism and the biases and the programming. Because I know that tape that's running in your head is really, really strong. Okay, And by no means am I going to try to fight to overcome it. You're going to have to want to fight to overcome it. So any preconceived notions, any biases, if you're feeling irritated, that's a key sign that I'm starting to attack some messages that you have heard from your family of origin, your culture, your religion, your churches, all the people that have influenced you up into this day. Okay. And I want to share with you some thoughts, not from me, but from another person that might help you understand this idea of we have to understand that it requires an intentional effort. Okay. And this is where the quote is. It was from a uh, Napoleon Hill um, literature. I can't, I wish I could name the actual um, person, but I think it's just, we'll just call it from the Napoleon Hill Institute. As you grow and develop, make sure experience is directed toward the acquisition of wisdom, not the acceptance of cynicism. If you find it difficult to keep an open mind because of previous experiences, Remind yourself that you are dealing with different people, that conditions have changed, or that because you are older and wiser, your chances of success are greater than in the past. Okay? Our brain, part of our working memory in a hypothalamus in our brain, takes a good chunk, at least 55% 
is based on prior experiences. Now, your prior experiences are like that indoctrination, that conditioning, that training that I was talking about. And we, on autopilot, always go to our memory. But if our memory is filled with constant negative things, then of course, we're not going to see the opportunities. So as part of taking the next step, I want you to take a step in the present and ask yourself right now, is it really true? Our feelings have a fabulous knack of telling us to don't say anything, don't spend anything, don't go anywhere, stay, stay with the trusted and true stuff and don't make a decision because that's unknown. The biggest obstacle to your success is completely contingent on your ability to change. Change not just your environment, but how you view your environment. And if you're viewing your environment as some scary thing, people are against you, you're never going to have anything of value because you read that women aren't allowed to obtain things or black people aren't allowed or minorities aren't allowed to do or whatever messaging that you've heard, fear-based messaging. And this is actually, I want to just, this was off script from what I want to talk about. But a psychologist, Stephen Cartman, he made, he was infamous for making the drama triangle. And there's three kind of key points of it where we've got the victim that is helpless and incapable of understanding his ability to defend himself the prosecutor who's always pointing the finger at the victim saying how could you be so darn stupid couldn't you do it better and then the enabler who always encourages either the victim to continue not being self-sufficient and you'll you know the enabler because long after the something terrible has gone on instead of talking with the victim and telling them about their capability they more or less encourage and enable them to continuing being played for a fool or whatever and continue the victim or the enabler tells a prosecutor they're well within their right to feel angry that's what an enabler does and so if you're stuck in any one of those three points victim prosecutor or enabler you are bound to repeat negative, dysfunctional types of qualities within yourself and subsequently interacting with other people. I remember when I was in my mid-20s and I was invited to go to a camping event. And I remember even going with them shopping at a place to get camping supplies and at the last minute I said no 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 they're bad for me and they're not Christian and and I came up all these reasons and I'm telling you 15 years later I'm honestly telling you all my excuses were garbage I just said any kind of superficial reason because I was afraid of being intimate with other people and I just used anything I could throw out the wall to justify that too many of us are coming up with reasons and rationales that if we had to be really honest with ourselves is a full of crock. So taking the next step also means being honest with yourself. Are you thinking accurately or are you making justifications just out of fear? And sometimes 
I shouldn't say sometimes, all times, those justifications, while it may feel great on the short end, it's actually going to cause us more harm in the long end. Let me explain why. If you get used to lying to yourself, you not only have a problem being in touch with your emotions, you start to actually fracture. You There's a, a chasm, a schizoid, where reality and facts are miles away. And you will come up with rationalizations and justifications to doing things and spending time with people that are not healthy for you. But because you've been so good at lying to yourself, you're not able to properly analyze reality correctly. And I know that has been such a hallmark feature in my early 20s and my and to some extent uh, to my early 30s. And that's part of the reason why some people get so freaking stuck in addictive behaviors because their inability to be intimate with their own sense of of values, who they are, what matters most to them. And it's just a vicious loop that goes on and on and on and on. If you can lie to yourself about how you're feeling, you're going to lie to yourself about how you reacted to the person. You're going to lie to yourself about what decisions you need to make in your business and your personal life. And then on and on, just a snowball effect. And I want you to ask yourself, am I lying to myself about something that's going on in my life? My Either my business, how I interact with people, how I do business, or am I lying to myself about how I view my business? Are there things that I don't like and I know I haven't been liking? Instead of making decisions, why don't I actually ask myself, why has it been so difficult for me to be honest? Because some some of us have been raised in so many dysfunctional environments where it was a it was illegal. It was not even considerable to be honest with feelings that you automatically learn to block off, block it off. I remember a couple months ago, I was in a lot of pain. I was having some back issues. And I remember my husband was asking me, like, are you okay? And I instinctively said, I'm fine, even though I felt surges of pain in my back. And if you've been raised to tolerate pain, discomfort, you'll instinctively say, no, I'm fine. And again, that's a programming, that's conditioning where you may have grown up in a situation where you were not even allowed to express your feelings. Or if you did, it was just futile. Okay. Get used to just being honest with yourself. When you're allowing yourself to be honest with yourself, it opens the door for you to make an honest assessment about your situation. And once you're honest with yourself about your situation, then you can say, okay, and if I continue doing this way, is it going to be helping myself and my environment more or less? The only way out of a negative feeling is a positive decision. This is where I want you to ask yourself right now, what do you have that you don't want? What are you trying to drop? Okay. So that you can improve your life or what are you don't have that could really help you and your business that you do want. Do you need to make a request? Do you need to send an email? Do you just need to pay for it? 
so many of us think that, oh my goodness, once I get the money, once I have this level of success, then I'll invest. Here's the thing, the way energy works, when I say energy, I'm not talking about just the feeling. I'm talking about the accumulation of resources and opportunity. We have to give out in order for us to give. This is how it, this is how water flows. You know how the water doesn't flow just because you look at the spigot. The water flows when you crank the lever and you let the water flow out. The same thing goes with abundance and resources and opportunities. You have to do your part and work or invest in order for things to be released. And if you're just holding everything in, hoping to God that it's going to manifest just because you're thinking positively, it ain't going to happen. You have to demonstrate by faith what you want to happen. And it may or may not happen the way you want. But at least you got the gumption. At least you can look at yourself and say, you know what, at least I tried. And I meet so many people that kind of take their feet and kind of dabble into the water. Those that cold, it feels so cold and tepid water. Instead of just plunging straight in and just immersing themselves into the experience. People who are successful feel frightened, but they are not allowing that to cripple them. They keep swimming. They keep trudging through. The people who just feel the waters of of uncertainty, but not move, that's the people who end up with health problems. That's the people who don't make successful decisions in their personal or professional life. They just stay stagnant. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, hey, if you want to make a decision, invest in yourself first. Get your mind in the right headspace. That's why I have amazing attitude. That's why I coach people because I understand that you may have been surrounded or may be surrounded to the day around people who are negative minded. They don't see the possibilities. So I understand why it's so freaking hard to make that next step if everyone around you is just as negative. Okay. Let's kind of recap what the main points I want to share with you right now. It's first of all, we from in utero, right? Especially the first three years of life, so critical. We get lots of messages from our family, from our culture, from somewhere else that says, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't, you know, that caused us to just be fearful. And then we've got the genetic hardwiring where we instinctively want to just stay in safe situations. And that causes us to doubt our abilities, doubt the possibilities. And as a result, we just stay stuck. And if we keep not exploring our feelings and why we feel the things that we feel, we don't do anything. And this can last for decades or until the day you die, to be honest with you. I've met people who literally are dead that lived a underwhelming, underperforming life because they were lived solely by fear-based messages. Just that, that's not the way to live a successful life, okay? We talked about this idea that if we want to get things moving, we can't rely on our feelings. Our feelings are always going to tell us to not do anything, okay? We're going to have to take a leap of faith, and faith requires us to take action steps. We can't just rely on positive thinking alone, 
And we have to understand that our feelings are always going to want to motivate us to do nothing because that's familiar and the comfortable is so strong within us. And this little message I had 20 minutes is not going to undo 20 years plus of conditioning. That's why I have Amazing Attitude. That's why I have the Life Script. That's why I have so many resources to help you work through the process of not living fearful. Okay. My question for you is right now, what are you going to do to work through the fear? How are you going to take the next step? I love to hear from you. Send me a message. Okay. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please share this podcast with somebody else. Be sure to write me a review or just let me know your thoughts in general via info.denisetlee.com slash connect or anchor.fm slash Denise Well, as always, I enjoy talking with you. Take care and be awesome.